This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. It is a basketball baseball Friday presented by Abundance Energy with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us today on the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We'll have Lubbock Cooper girls basketball at 430 on 100.7 the score. Friendship girls basketball tonight at 6 on sunny 97.7. And then Liberty Boys play-in basketball tonight at 6 on 93.1 Texas FM. And then about 12 hours from right now, it'll be Texas Tech baseball time from Arlington as we'll have uh, Tech and Tennessee with first pitch scheduled for 1 o'clock today. Uh, The other games uh, going on today will be uh, Nebraska and Baylor. That'll be at uh, 11 o'clock this morning. Oregon and Oklahoma at 3, and then the Red Raiders and the Volunteers tonight at 7. So everything, barring any kind of massive extra inning affairs, everything should be pretty much on time, right, Jamie? Uh, I hope so. Um, You know, like you said, an extra inning game would change that a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think they've done a better job here than what we've seen, like, for example, in Oklahoma City at the Big 12 Tournament of putting four hours in between instead of three and a half, because you always know that it's not, they're not going to have, it takes, you know, time in between games to get it going. It's not like the bottom of the ninth ends. And then instead of one team running out for the 10, two new teams run onto the field. Yeah, I mean, there's like 30 or 45 minutes in between and the games here, they've done a great job of, of spreading them out a little bit more. And so uh, you, you don't have the, you know, a game that's supposed to start at seven o'clock that starts at nine thirty. Yeah, they got to put fresh bases out. They've got to spruce up the. Well, is it is it dirt there or is it it's it's dirt there, right? Yeah, yeah, it's dirt. So they got to they got to rake the you know they got to rake the infield and make it look nice and things like that and maybe uh, sprinkle down some chalk here and there and in uh, it's not like it it's not like basketball where you you sweep the floor and then. You put the two teams out there, put 20 minutes on the clock and say, okay, warm up and then we're going. Uh, so, so it's a little bit, a uh, little bit more, more challenging. Uh, so of the other, of the other two games, which one kind of has your eye or do they both have your eye today? Uh, I think Oklahoma is the better big 12 team than Baylor. I think Baylor is going to be, you know, one of the bottom dwellers in the conference this year, baseball wise. So I definitely would prefer to see Oklahoma than Baylor. Yeah. Uh, some things here from the Yates flooring center chat line. Can we buy tickets at globe life for Sunday? I would assume so. I would assume yes. that they'll have somebody there that'll be selling tickets. You can also mm-hmm. uh, go online to uh globe and they've got a site right there for you to be able to, uh, to buy tickets. One thing that uh, I think this is pretty cool actually the fact that, uh, and I don't know how many of their seats were considered premium, okay? But their, quote, premium seats for the weekend are sold out. Those are seats behind home plate and include like the Lexus club area and a swag bag. Again, I don't know how many it is, but they're sold out. So that I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's where Choice is sitting. It's where Choice is sitting? Yeah. 
in the premium seats, like of course. He, yeah, I think he gets all like all the food he wants. Yeah, well, good. yeah. <laughs> is he taking the is he taking the tribe with him, or is it just him and uh, the missus? Tribe. Well, I mean, I he's got. I think it's just it's just him and his wife. He's got four kids. I mean, that's that's four a, kids is not it's not that many. That's a tribe, isn't it? I don't think so. I mean, I'm not being disparaging or anything. I mean, it's, it, it, I mean, gaggle. I mean, it feels like if the people in Washington were offended by the Redskins thing, they'd be offended by Choice having a tribe. Have a tribe. Choice and his yeah. tribe. Uh, uh, this from Bullfighter. Time, Man, this, time, is the, this is the power probably, of Bullfighter. Huh? I was going to say, probably every time you say somebody is acting crazy, yelling and screaming, and you mention that they're screaming like a banshee, that's probably also offensive. But man, there's there's going to be a there's going to be a day where somebody just escorts me out and says, "You're you're done here, Mister Hines." Mm. Mm, I'll find I'll find I'll find somebody <laughs> that'll that'll that will that'll be me. a sad day, Chuck. <laughs> that will be a sad will it, day. Will, it, will, you, will you really be sad? <laughs> well, we'll need. We'll need. I mean, as per last segment, we'll need somebody to uh, stick a, a stick up for Chris Beard around here. Well, so I'm not sticking. I'm not sticking up for Chris Beard. All I'm saying is, is at least it at least it was taken down. Now, I'm not sticking up for anybody. I didn't. I didn't like it when it was put up in the first place. But I'm not sticking up for anybody. At least my point is, at least it's at least it's down. Although somebody on the Yates Flooring Center chat line says this: flags fly forever, Chuck. Sometimes even after they take them down. Yeah, it was a bad look. It was. It was a terrible look. And it was Chris, and it was Chris Beard's fault. Just let me enjoy and take it a shot at Chris Beard, okay. but you weren't having it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't was. know that. Was- was off limits. No, no, that's not, not it. That's not it at all. That's not it at all. Um, let's see this. Um, me and my father are headed to the park right now, ready for a full weekend of Red Raider baseball. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, let's see. Uh, me and my father will be sitting in the premium seats all weekend long. Didn't worry. Don't worry, boys. We will give you all a full review of the unlimited food. Okay. Awesome. Look Let forward. us know. We want to see a picture with you and Choice. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder how many selfies uh, Choice will take uh, this weekend with people that want to meet him and and greet him and recognize him as the the celebrity that he is. I hope a lot. See, I'm more interested in uh, the number of people that walk up to Snead and give them give him the code word that we gave on uh, the bottom line the other day to get a fist pound. Which is what? I You had to be listening to the bottom line the other day to get that code word. But oh. I, I want to know how many people go find Sneed and give him the code word to get the fist pound. How about we give one for choice for morning drive listeners? Well, because I'd rather do it with Jamie since he's on the show. Well, but Jamie's up in the press box. He's... You don't have to have a, a code word to give me a fist pound. If you see me, just say hi. Yeah, just. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll have at it. I'll give you a fist bump. Uh, somebody says this, heading down for a day of baseball, then driving back tonight. How does our lineup look lefty-righty bats? Good question. Good question. I, if if you're going to lean towards Harrelson or Lopez um, being your leadoff hitter, they're both left-handed hitters, does that mean 
because you're middle of the lineup guys. You have two lefties and a righty with Bazell being the righty and Cash and and Green being the the lefties. So is it you know I, I if I was like completely guessing here and you, and if you were really wanting to go with as much of the left right left right thing as you could, first off you have to I, I mean I start with start with Harrelson as left hander go to McGee who I think could be a two hole hitter because he has a high on base percentage guy uh, as a right handed hitter batting second. Uh, Gavin Cash, I would put at third in front of Bazell, so that'll guarantee that Gavin sees some good pitches to hit. You would think Bazell hitting cleanup, um, Austin Green hitting fifth. So you go so far. That's left, right, left, right, left. So we now have a right-hander in there. Um, man, <laughs> this is where it gets it gets difficult. Um, you know, I, I could see it being. Bravo or Woodcox, the left fielder. I could. I just don't think Coach Tedlock's going to want to. I think he's going to want to not put too much pressure on Pompey early on. Uh, but I think eventually you'll see him move towards the middle of the lineup. But um, you know, let's let's put uh, let's put our left fielder in there. So whichever one it is, uh, Drew Bravo or Damian Woodcox. That's a joke, and I know their real names. And uh, seventh in the lineup, we'll go back to a left-handed hitting um, right fielder and Owen Washburn. Okay. Uh, who am I missing? Somebody at eight. Who am I missing? Oh, uh, Lopez finishing out. Okay. So that's the best I can do. I have no idea. If Tim Tadlock were to be really bored and listen to this show right now, he's probably – Given a Santa Claus belly chuckle at my I figured that, that I, just put together. I, I figured that they had gone to like uh, four copies of the lineup card, one that goes to the umpires, one that goes to the other team, one that goes to the PA announcer, and one that goes to you, and that you'd already gotten it. Now, why would he? Does he need to give it to me? I mean, I'm usually the one that puts it together. Oh, okay. It starts with you. It starts with you, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It starts I with give you. it to them, Chuck. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. The Morning Drive today is February 16th. It is opening day for baseball. It's the year 2024. And with this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire. Yes, I am. Right here with the paper and everything. 1953 is where we will start. Ted Williams safely crash lands his damaged Panther jet. Later, he would award it, be awarded an air medal for it. This That's is in Korea. Cool. I, uh, for some reason, I think he was also injured in that crash, like injured his back or did something along those lines. I'll, I'll, I'll effort that while you do that. 1972, Wilt Chamberlain of the Los Angeles Lakers becomes the first player in NBA history to reach the career 30,000-point mark mm. during a 110-109 loss to the Phoenix Suns. 1984, three-time men's figure skating world champion Scott Hamilton of the United States wins the gold medal at the Sarajevo Winter Olympics from Brian Osher of Canada and Joseph Schlachlich of Czechoslovakia. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's like symbols over half of the letters in his last name. Good Ain't no job. Way. <laughs> way to go, Jeff. <laughs> 1991. 
U.S. Uh, female figure skating championship took place. It was won by Tanya Harding. Hmm. Hmm. More on that later, right? Um, oh, I'm sure. 2002, after scoring 30 the game before, Andre Emmett scores 33 and grabs 10 boards as Texas Tech beats Colorado 97-79. to and That was a conference game, and it'll be a conference, a conference game. game again. Yeah, coming up, right. The once-in-future conference opponent. It is National Almond Day. Out. Oh, I love Way almonds. In. Yeah, I, I guys love in. almonds. Almonds, cashews, peanuts. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Uh, happy birthday to Ice T, who is 65. John McEnroe, also 65. Uh, Ice T is 65, and McEnroe is 65. Correct. I don't know that I would have guessed that Ice T was 65. Me either. McEnroe? Probably not, but he but he looks older though. Ice T definitely does. I would have guessed he looks McEnroe because you know it just didn't, he's more can was more in the news early earlier in his life you know by being a tennis player in the early eighties sure. you know. Well, and Ice T was doing his thing in the early eighties too. Like it makes sense when you like backtrack it, but if you'd asked me how old Ice T was, I'd said max like fifty two. I would max. not have been able to tell you that Ice T. I didn't know. I don't know what he did before Law and Order. He's a rapper. Yeah, I know, but I just wasn't into that music. Really, really, really big rapper. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoo! Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is thirty-five, and Jerome Bettis is fifty-two. And on this day in nineteen twenty-three, one of Chuck's favorite things happened in Thebes, Egypt. English archaeologist Howard Carter enters the sealed burial chamber of the ancient Egyptian ruler, King Tutankhamun. King Tut. Inside lay a sarcophagus with three coffins nestled inside one another, the last coffin made of solid gold. Mm. Contained a mummified body of King Tut. Among the riches found in the, to- uh, the tomb, golden shrines, jewelry, statues, a chariot, Weapons, clothes in perfectly preserved mu- and a perfectly preserved mummy was the most valu- valuable as it was the first one ever to be discovered. Despite rumors that a curse would befall anyone who disturbed the tomb, his treasures were carefully cataloged and removed and included in a famous traveling exhibition called The Treasures of Tutankhamun. The exhibition is at, permanent ho- is at its permanent home in the Egyptian Museum in Cairo. Hmm. And that is this day in sports history. It's- is that what all the uh, new gas stations are named after? <laughs> no, but sure. that was funny. <laughs> okay, just making sure. I, I, I don't just checking. I don't really recall having that much of an obsession with King Tut, other than the Steve Martin song <laughs> King Tut. That is what I was discussing. Yes, that okay. is just that's your what favorite. you're referring to. Okay, uh, going back to uh, Teddy Ballgame on this day in uh, 1953. Uh, no, no mention of him having an injury, but Jeff, take a wild guess who his wingman was that day. It wouldn't have been George, because um, that would have been George, much, George Bush. No, it was not. No, George it, Bush. it wouldn't have been George Bush. 
That would have been he was much later than that, I think. Um, it's somebody extremely famous. Yeah, no, Navy. It, this would have been Marine Corps, if I remember correctly. I don't know. John Glenn. Oh wow! Yeah, that's uh, the guy you'd want covering your wing. Yeah, John Glenn, the first to orbit. Uh, Al Shepard was the first in space, but John Glenn was his uh, his wingman, and then would later become a U.S. astronaut, and then would later fly in the space shuttle as uh, the oldest man to go into uh, going to space. Six fifty-two this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double T ninety-seven three. Dot com for that of the mobile app. Jamie, any desire to go to Egypt to see the to see the pyramids? Oh, dude, I would so love that. Yeah, uh, the lucky lady is uh, is really in on that of uh, going to. Uh, I think she'd like to go to Cairo. There's probably a lot of other places on her list, but uh, I think going to Cairo to see the pyramids would be cool. Just make sure you take your pictures the one direction. What do you mean? There's a road like 50 feet from where the pyramids are. And the rest of Cairo is on the other side of the road. From the road toward the pyramids, desert, which is the pictures you always see. Right. Like, turn 90 degrees, and you've got Egypt behind you. Is that what you would prefer to see? No, it's just funny that it's always just the pyramids in the desert. I got you. They never make the corner to see the rest of the world. I'll do that for you, Jeff. I'll do that. Oh, it'll be fine. I'll eventually see it. Yeah. Do you want to go to Egypt? I want to go to a lot of different places. Okay. All right. I just you know need people to show up and do things so that I can disappear for a while. <laughs> really big fan today of people doing their own jobs. It's a little irritation uh, in that voice, Jamie, this morning. I'm sensing. I'm sensing that, and um, he's not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> the good uh, news is is Chuck is doing his job today and Jamie is doing his job yeah, today I'm, and I'm, I'm doing my job today. I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tow my my part of the rope uh, today as, as best as best I can. All right, we'll have uh, Red Raider baseball coming up for you tonight at 6:30, play by play at 7 from uh from Globe Life Field there in in Arlington, the home of the Rangers. They'll uh, they'll be getting underway pretty quickly. I wonder Jamie will they have the World Series trophy out on display anywhere for the uh for the baseball fans to see this weekend? I wonder if they'll do that. That would be cool, but I really have no idea. Yeah. 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 So you you see that, uh, take a take a selfie of that and send it to us on the Yates Flooring Center chat line so we can we can see your happy face there at uh Just don't touch it. No touchy. I think they'll probably have it encased so that you if can't. If not encased in concrete so you can't get near it. <laughs> no touchy. Much like if you go to the uh, museum in Egypt uh, and you go see King Tut's stuff, you probably won't be able to touch that either. No, they definitely would frown on that. They yes. definitely would frown on that. <laughs> you would get some new bracelets yes. of the silver variety. Not the ones you want, though. All right. So- this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We'll have uh, high school hoops on the air for you tonight, in addition to uh, Texas Tech baseball. Tech baseball here tonight at 6.30, play-by-play at 7 from Arlington. The uh, Red Raiders taking on Tennessee. Jamie and Gus will have it for us. But uh, this afternoon, we'll have Lubbock Cooper baseball, excuse me, basketball for you as uh, the girls will be uh, in action today. That's at uh, 4.30. This is uh, 
This is playoff girls basketball, so uh, look forward to that. This is the area round. Uh, the Lubbock Cooper girls, who are 24-9, and nine, take on El Paso Burgess today at 4.30 in Fort Stockton. Uh, the Monterey girls at 30-5 and five will play El Paso High after that game. We'll have the Cooper game on 100.7, the score. The uh, Friendship girls are in action uh, tonight as well, as they'll take on Crowley. That'll be at Abilene Wiley. Friendship girls coming off of a win over Pebble Hills School out of El Paso. And so that is uh, tonight at 6, and we'll have it on Sunny 97.7. And then the Liberty Boys are in a play-in game for the playoffs. We'll have that for you tonight at 6 on 93.1 Texas FM. So uh, look forward to that tonight as well. So plenty of uh, girls' hoops uh, going on uh, throughout the uh, throughout the area and uh, around town. So you can... Uh, Head to your favorite uh, gym in uh, probably your not your home home team. Like tonight, Lubbock Cooper Liberty uh, will be the site for Shallow Water and Brownfield. Okay, so if you want to see Shallow Water tonight, you can go over to Lubbock Cooper Liberty to see that if you so choose. Okay, uh, Jamie, one last baseball question, then I want to get to some basketball because. Um, this person has this question for you from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Are we more of a power or speed team this year? Or do we know yet? Yeah, I just think when you're when we're playing in the ballpark that we play in, I mean, you're going to recruit to guys that can hit, hit the ball out of the ballpark and especially right-handed power batters, hitters, and all that kind of stuff. So I just uh, – I don't I, – I'm, I'm sure Tim Tadlock could adjust if he was somewhere else and – had a different ballpark to play to, whatever. I'm sure his st- his style could change, but I mean, it, it's clear they're they're a team that plays the old American League style of, you know, looking for a three run homer and all that good stuff. You just want to mix in the other other stuff with it, being able to manufacture runs. But yeah, I, I definitely think we're more of a power team than we are a speed team. Bloop and a blast is that what we would be looking for? Whatever it takes, man. <laughs> Well, I was just trying to give you a little baseball vocabulary to kind of get the get the wheels turning inside that brain of yours. You know, okay. something along the lines of uh, you would say, as we head to the fifth, Red Raiders uh, lead this game four to three. But you know, Gus, a bloop and a blast would sure go would sure go big right now. Okay, I'll try that one out today. <laughs> Don't you usually reserve the bloop and the blast for when you're down two? Okay, well, but you could use it to get some insurance. Usually, insurance feels run. like it. You're right, Jeff. It's usually like a uh, all it takes. <laughs> a a bloop and you know, a blast. We're, we're down. Yeah, we're down two heading to the ninth, but all it takes is a bloop and a blast. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, there you go. See, that's why that's why you are where you are, and and I'm here, in at home sure. base in uh, in Lubbock. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's doing their job today. You probably you probably look at it this way: the further away that I am from those two, the better off that I am. Is that how you feel this morning? From what to me and me and McGuire? <laughs> no, I don't feel that way. No, okay. I okay. I enjoy you know I, I I like hanging out with my family too. So when I'm on the road, I'm not usually with my family. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and you're my radio family. So, oh, my radio brothers. Yeah, okay. 
You feel oh. that, that makes me feel warm inside, Jamie. Thank you. Yes, that's good. All right. Turn, turn Coffee makes me on, feel Jeff. warm inside, so we're fine. <laughs> we will have uh, Red Raider basketball on the air for you tomorrow morning. Uh, it hits the airwaves at 10 o'clock from Hilton Coliseum there in Ames. The number 10 Iowa State Cyclones playing host to the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, Texas Tech coming off of a 29-point victory over Kansas uh, the other day, which uh, should propel you to feel really good about your basketball team heading into this one. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely coming off of uh, two wins that were, 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 you know, different, completely different. One where you just had to scrap and fight and claw your way to, to come out on top, and another one where – man, just from like the opening tip, it looked like it was your night. No and doubt. So uh, both of them were, were needed and both of them were fun and um, we'll take them either way we can get them. And uh, now you go into a matchup where you're just like, uh, okay, this is, uh, this is going to be really tough. Can we continue the momentum that we snagged on Monday night and keep it going forward? Probably a little bit more difficult uh, on the road at this place. Iowa State coming off of a road win over Cincinnati on Tuesday. 68-59 to was the score of that game. And, of course, the Red Raiders have a, a loss at home to uh, Cincinnati. <clears throat> the, um, the old matchup predictor. Man, this is – they're not feeling very good about the Red Raiders with uh, the ESPNers. Uh, it's an 85% uh, prediction for Iowa State to win this game. Hmm. Um, I would tell you that's about where I'm at. I do not feel good. I know you said yesterday you feel good about this. I do feel good about uh, it. Uh, okay, so I'm going to expect you to pick us to win, then I do not feel good about this at all. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the, the big question is uh, Warren Washington, and uh, Coach Grant McCaslin said this yesterday at his uh, availability. Obviously, went out of the game. There was a lot of concern. And, you know, I don't know if he'll play in the game or not on Saturday, but he's definitely turned in a positive direction. I mean, I had concerns like everybody was feeling like, is this going to be significant? And we feel like this will be kind of a game-time decision as to if he'll be ready to play or not. But I do feel good about where he's headed, though. I, I, I don't know enough about Coach McCaslin in terms of reading the tea leaves, but Jamie, that 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 reads like a guy that's not going to play tomorrow, to me. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, I'm with you. But it also reads like a guy that thinks his his center will be back. Yes, you know, in in the next week or so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, specifically, he said this a little bit more. Warren's got a little bit of a foot deal going on, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, he's moving well. I was encouraged after the game, and I don't know the timetable on it, honestly, because we're just seeing how he responds on a day-to-day basis and taking a cautious approach with him. I think that's smart. He's such an elite mover, and that's a big part of his game, and obviously we're going to need him down the stretch. In the case he's not able to go, Rob has made this steady climb and not just his ability to impact the game. Defensively, he's talking about Robert Jennings which I think he's made some improvement. But as you saw the other night, he puts pressure on people because of his speed. And that's why getting stops is so important. So I, I agree with the texture too. who says, I would try and not play Warren Washington tomorrow. 
I think, I think and that's 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 where I'm at because I think Tuesday's game is more important. Mm-hmm. I think with or without Warren Washington, you're likely to lose this game on Saturday. Okay, you that game on Tuesday against TCU at home is one you really want to get. Yeah. Okay, so if it's me, you know, I'm I'm for the good of Tuesday. I mean, I, it seems like a defeatist attitude. I get it. I'm sorry. No, I. But I, if it, if it's me, I'm resting today and saying, let's go get Tuesday. I think that's really smart, Jamie. No, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think that, that that's the smart play is to uh, to keep him, um, you know, healthy and, and not to a further setback because you're trying to rush him too soon. We've seen that too many times in too many different sports at too many different levels where you try to rush somebody back and then it, it sets them back further. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. All right, <clears throat> Jeff, Chuck, and our fine listening audience, I have a very simple baseball question for you today. Okay. What Red Raider player are you the most intrigued by heading into this 2024 season? Intrigued by. You can be intrigued for a lot of different reasons. You can be interested to see if he breaks a school record. You could say he's the key player. So that makes him or the X factor. So that makes him really important. I mean, just which guy are you really intrigued by? The old X factor. Um, <laughs> well, I think I think I'm I'm really curious to see if uh, Gage Harrelson can do close to what he did last year. That's 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 one aspect of it. Um, I'm fascinated by Max Huffling and what he can do for you. Is he a is he a Randy Johnson you know type guy you know at six nine and um, will he will he fall off the mound because he's so tall? I think he'll be okay. I mean, I, I'm going to go on a limb and say he hasn't fallen off the mound recently. Yeah, and then um, I'm I'm curious too, and and maybe this is maybe this is the best answer. Although I don't know if I can have a best answer, is does Kevin Bazell behind the plate make a significant difference for you in terms of stopping runners from either a advancing, stealing, and what what and just directing the ball club behind the behind the plate in addition to what he can do at the plate? So I'm, I'm going to say Kevin Bazell. He was one okay. of the the two I was looking at. Um, and for all of those reasons that you just mentioned and how many different balls that he gets to that haven't that, that weren't gotten to last year to prevent runners from advancing, not just on a steal or whatever. Uh, but the other guy that I have in mind is Jack Washburn mm-hmm. uh, because of all the expectations you had last year with him and then not seeing him really at, at all um, and getting a chance to see him on Sunday against Oregon and, uh, I'm excited to see where this season can go for him if he can stay healthy and how he bounces back from last year's injury. Okay. I think two very good answers. Um, uh, I think I am – I'm going to give you a a 
first, middle, and full name, uh, last name on this guy, okay? Uh, and I am interested in Kyle Zane Washburn. <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is I, I, it's a tie for me with all three of these starting pitchers. Probably I would lean towards Kyle Robinson. I, I mean, there's, I feel like we all have excitement for these guys, but it just, we just got to wait and see. Right. And, and we get to find out a little bit about that tonight, but I think there's something for having a Friday night dude who sets a tone for yeah. the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it, it just feels like in recent years, we haven't necessarily had that very often. Mason Molina gave you some of that at times. I mean, uh, Patrick Monteverdi gave it to you sometimes, but man, I'd love to have a guy that would go out there and on Friday night, you're like, Hey, he's going to go six innings and give up less than two runs and strike out nine, 10, 12, whatever. And we're just going to need three innings to, to finish off a win, whatever. Uh, I, and then, and then we have a rested bullpen the rest of the weekend to win one out of two games. And it just feels like, you know, we haven't had that, that greatness on Friday nights where the pressure on Saturday is clearly on the other team because they know they have to win the next two to win a series, all that good stuff. So uh, Kyle Robinson is definitely my answer, but all three of the starters you have this weekend um, are, are really high on my list. Okay. 7.35 this morning here on the morning drive. If you'd like to weigh in, you certainly can. Did um, were, our, were our answers – intelligent enough for you and and the the baseball acumen that you have (laughs) i thought your both of your answers were great yeah i did okay i did yeah yeah i and even the other guys that you touched on like gage harrelson i feel like is the x factor for this team so uh you know if he can have a really good season i just think that's going to open things up for those you know those power bats those run producers behind him in the lineup um, he's getting on base. He's creating havoc. All of those things. If Max Huffling, I, I mean, what this guy is just a winner, man. If you look at his his stats, he's like sixteen and two in his college career. Okay, his ERA ERAs are not great, but the guy just finds a way to win. And I, I don't. I, I how are how are the Red Raiders going to use him as a starter? Um, in midweek or a starter on the weekend or a reliever all the time. I mean, I just don't know, but I think he can be a valuable addition. I really do think he can be a valuable addition to the staff. Uh, somebody says this, if Huffling falls off the mound, I'm blaming Chuck. <laughs> just as a general rule of thumb, just blame Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a I'm a scapegoat. I'm a, I'm a guy that uh, people just, you know, kick dust in around this place. Oh. You know? In the face. So, so at least you can say you're a goat, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe a scapegoat, but you're That's a goat. Right. <laughs> uh, let me let me ask you this, and this is probably a, a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Does does is there um, at the collegiate level and the Big Twelve level, is there extra? Um, is there a premium on left-handed pitching, or does it make that much of a difference to you? Um, I, that'd probably be a good question for Tim Tadlock or Matt Gardner, but I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, if you're if you're really good on the right side, just have at it. Yeah. I mean, there's more right-handed pitchers than lefties, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I don't know, Chuck. That I, again, I, I would say no to that, but they might answer completely different than me. Okay. In your travels, would you ask them that at some point in time when you see them around the coffee pot and say, hey, you know, we're kind of kicking this around this morning and <clears throat> this is a Chuck question. If you feel like it's going to be like one of those ones they'll roll their eyes at. But then when they come no, back. No, no, I, I think it's a good question. That's a good who, question. I, I just saw Coach Tadlock a minute ago. I should have asked him. Okay. <laughs> he should have, right? And here's proof that he's not listening to the show. Right. I... It was in a commercial break, and uh, he's like, "Hey, you heading out for a walk?" <laughs> <laughs> I know we got this little, we got this little radio program we do every single day, Coach. I'm forced to talk with Chuck for three hours a day. Would you, would you like to spend 15 minutes with him? And he, he, <laughs> you know, if he if he would feel like to spend five or ten minutes with me, we certainly could make make room for him. Um, of your left-handers. Who is who is the best, or do you do you feel like you know that yet? Uh, the left-handed pitchers you're talking about. Yeah. Um, of the left-handers, who is the best? Um, and it's okay you don't to say you don't know yet, but I mean, or well, who do you think? I mean, I think Ryan Free. I think you put Huffling in there. I think one of the guys that's kind of flying under the radar right now is is uh brendan lysick who i think is going to be really good for this bullpen this year um how about Tabor fast Derek bridges Tabor fast yep zach erdman mm -hmm. i mean i would if if i'm saying which one's the most important of that group it's ryan free okay um he was really good for you last year kind of you know, kind of wore down at the end of the year, had some struggles, but no, I think Ryan Free can, can be a stud for you this year out of the pen. And it'll, and it'll be interesting to see because of that, will they try not to use him as much early on or maybe for, you know, maybe not three innings at a time, but maybe it's just two innings at a time and um, to try to keep him healthy and rested towards the end of the season. Jamie, just so you know, Chuck was very disappointed that you said that the best left-hander that we've got is wasn't Chuck Hines. <laughs> not at all. Like he was very, he was like, so who's our best left-hander? Not, me, not, me, 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 not, You no, should have not, seen him pointing at himself. It, not, it was uh, a sight to see. You know, you know why uh, Chuck did not make the tech, you know, baseball roster and why he cannot be a member of their bullpen, Jeff? Because he has you know to know why? where the ballpark is first? No, 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 no. That's not it. It's because he can't climb up to the top of the wall. <laughs> if you're going to be a bullpen arm for the Red Raiders, you have to be able to climb to oh. the top of the wall. For the home yeah. runs and stuff? Yeah, I don't think I could do it, so I'm just going to assume that uh, Chuck would also struggle with it. Yeah, I think I can in my head, but I, I physically know that I can't do that, right? The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Morning Drive, hour three of three here this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you from our respective First United Bank studios. Jamie's in Arlington with Texas Tech Baseball, and we'll have... Uh, the Red Raiders and the uh, Tennessee Volunteers tonight at uh, 6.30, play-by-play -play at 7 here on Double T 97.3. It is a basketball baseball Friday uh, presented by Abundance Energy. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line and on the Visual Edge IT 
hotline. What do you if you kind of reverse this, Jamie, and look at this from a from a Tennessee standpoint when they look at when they look at Texas Tech from the outside looking in, what do you think stands out uh, to them about the Red Raiders? I would have to think that they're you know concerned or or at least have noticed the the depth that you have in your lineup as far as guys that are returning and have put up big numbers. I mean, the addition of Cade McGee to this lineup, I think is, is massive. I mean, that's a guy that was the conference freshman of the year, two years ago, playing for for Gonzaga, hit 10 homers, um, throw him into the mix with the Red Raiders and just makes this lineup, you know, all that much more dynamic. So I, I would guess that they're saying, man, there's, there's not a lot of, not a lot of easy outs in this lineup. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Have you had a chance to uh, talk to Cade McGee very much or at all yet? I have not. Okay. Have the not. only the, the only reason I asked I asked you that is um, I met him at the uh, and I had I had dinner with him actually at the Suited Up for Success. I mean, it was only by chance. It wasn't like we scheduled dinner together or anything along those lines. But where they um, you know they have that program for the student athletes that uh, of, you know basically it's helping them for their their post-college career from a business standpoint and etiquette and things along those lines. Um, but he, he reminded me of you just because he's, you know, not, you know, basically, you know, he had all these accolades coming in and you, you wouldn't have known it sitting next to him um, in terms of what his, you know, his baseball ability is and, and things, things along those lines and the kind of numbers that he, that he put up. Yeah, just not. It doesn't look like a flashy player to me at all. He's not one of to me. I, I wouldn't. From what I've seen so far, he's not. You know, highlight reel type defensive third baseman. He just makes all the simple plays that he's supposed to make, or almost all of them. Okay, and um, and then he's he's really good with the bat as well. So uh, I think he's a you know looks like he's going to kind of be. And and I know this is probably hard, maybe. Uh, because he's a, a newcomer, but he just uh, the way he carries himself. From what I've seen, he kind of looks like a leader on this team. And mm-hmm. so, um, uh, obviously, the Red Raiders were impressed with him when he came here last year and played really well against Tech. And um, he must have liked what he saw here. So it, I'm, I'm glad he's here, and I think he's a feels like a perfect fit for this team. What um, what kind of impact, just from a leadership standpoint? Uh, or maybe experience standpoint, can a guy like Jack Washburn have on this team? Yeah, and and Jack's a, a different um, kind of guy because he's been around the team for, for right. a long, mm-hmm. longer period of time. Even though he didn't get to play last year, travel, all that good stuff, but uh, he's been around the team a lot. And I mean, that's a guy that's that's pitched in Omaha. He's won he won a College World Series with Ole Miss, and and so plus he probably has the respect of. You know, everybody knows him because he's Owen's brother and all that kind of stuff. So I, I would expect that, that that can be a positive as far as the leadership role goes goes for him and for this team. I, I, I would think that would be the case. Do you do you sense that this is a player led team because it's because of the number of guys that you've got coming back and that there's guys that per se with with skins on the wall uh, as Red Raiders? Um. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait on that a little bit, but I do. I think it makes sense with what you're saying with so many guys that have have played and put up good numbers and all that. That they're there, they are a team um, that that is more can be more player led and doesn't have to have their 
their coaches and manager holding their hand, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I talked with somebody the other day who is somebody that it's not, um, he works with the program, but he's not a member of the program. Okay. And he, he said he, he felt like this team was chemistry was different and there was just a different, different vibe from this team than what you had seen in years past, a little bit more, Oh, you want to say mature, um, a little bit more just, you know, low key than, than what we've seen in recent years. And, uh, he thought that was a positive thing. Do you, do you get a, can you come and this is way, way, way too early, but just going in, does it compare to any of the early kind of coach Tadlock teams that went to Omaha from that, from that perspective or that respect? Yeah, we'll we'll just have to wait on yeah. that. But you'd like to think so, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you'd like to think. So. I mean, you had some teams that were led by some some great great leaders. I mean, one that's your director of ops now, and Eric Gutierrez, and and um, another, and I mean, the guy who's playing third base for the world champions. So um, those guys weren't just great players; they were great great leaders. And it's no, it's not a coincidence that they were on teams that had a lot of success. Um, because they were, you know, if not the best, you know, one of the best two or three players on the team and they were the hardest workers and they didn't mess around. It was, you know, they had fun when it was time to have fun, but when it was time to, to win, those guys were given every ounce of effort and focus that they could. And they didn't waste a whole lot of times with running their mouths and, uh, you know, talking and worrying about the other team, they were they were focused clearly on doing doing things the right way. And again, I don't think it's a coincidence your team was winning a lot when you had those kind of leaders. Eight oh eight this morning here on the morning drive. If you have a thought or a comment, opinion, prediction, uh, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t ninety seven three dot com for that, or the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well. Uh, at uh, 806-771-0973. Somebody says, this road to Omaha begins today for Division I baseball. Yeah, it sure does. Who, uh, if you look at the Big 12, uh, who concerns you the most? Uh, TCU and Texas, look, their rosters look really good. I mean, Texas is starting rotation I mean, you would guess is one of the top five in the country. You know, TCU got a transfer from Wichita State that's a two-way player that's an absolute stud. They they uh, worked the NIL deal to bring in some quality guys um, in their lineup too. So, I mean, I, I think those two teams will be really, really good. I mean, again, I, I've said it before, the Red Raiders could finish third or fourth in this conference and still host a regional. Yeah, so the the Big Twelve is it's it's going to be good again, right? In uh, at, the, at least at the very top, at least at the very top, I I think there's some other teams. You know, I don't think the newcomers are going to really bring anything to the table. As I told you earlier, I think Baylor's going to be pretty bad this year. Um, so I I think there's you know you can add uh, you know Oklahoma State and Oklahoma and uh, West Virginia, Kansas State even Kansas into the mix of teams that I think could be decent, um, could be pretty good, um, you know, good enough to make the postseason. We'll have to see on like the, you know, on Kansas or whatever, but 
I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Oklahoma and West Virginia and K-State also make the postseason just like those uh, those other four that are, that are always right there at the top. So um, beyond those seven, we'll see. But I think there's seven really good teams. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.